0: television and radio this morning to all of it. United Methodist Church. Our opening number this morning is a powerful, powerful hymn, Great Is Thy Faithfulness, purple number 140. Many of you probably know this, and if you would like to sing along with us, if you're by way of television or radio, Great Is Thy Faithfulness, purple hymnals, number 140, please. Faithfulness, great is thy faith. Praise song is there's something about that name, purple hymnals number 171, please. 171. this morning as we come before you and we ask your blessing upon our service we pray for our beloved Mike as he's been hospitalized this past week for a fall that he experienced at work they're trying to diagnose a lot of his difficulties and I've spoken and prayed with Mike each and every day and to see him yesterday and he brings words of encouragement to us today we pray that you would surround Mike and Tina with your healing hand and blessing upon them, that they are dearly and deeply missed, and we, we pray for him, Father, that you continue to touch him from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Be with the doctors and the caregivers as they use their wisdom and expertise to strengthen and heal and find out his particular difficulties. Pray for other members of our congregation that are traveling and facing other challenges of life. We pray for our television and our radio audience and Facebook and other means of communication. We, they may have many needs of mind and body, soul, and spirit, and we just pray, Father, that we, we serve a mighty king who's able to minister to many needs. And we, ask, we may ask ourselves, can God continue to bless America? I believe that the major reason that our nation has grown strong and perceived and persevered through two centuries of bitter wars and conflicts, many of which have torn other nations asunder, is our reliance, the Christian's reliance on the belief of God, of our fathers and mothers, particularly our founding fathers and mothers. Our military leaders and clergy persons alike sought guidance and power and wisdom from God. And when the going got tough, the talkers were always around, but talk is cheap, confessions and testimonies are cheap. We need to not only talk the talk, but walk the walk. We need to be pro-life and pro-Israel. It was not uncommon for, for our leaders to seek help and strength on, on their knees like former presidents, George Washington, John Quincy Adams, Abraham Lincoln, Thomas Jefferson did. God was the only source that could give them the will and the perseverance and persistence to pull through. Our nation has been a melting pot, and because of this, it has always been tolerant of other cultures and methods of worship without submitting to their influence. But we have a border that we cannot imagine what's coming our way. We took God's first commandment seriously, as Alexander Hamilton expressed in 1787, For my own part, I sincerely esteem the American system of government, a system which, without the finger of God, never could have been agreed upon by such a diversity of interests. And then I'm reminded that in 1681, William Penn recognized the importance of the Almighty as the first and foremost leader of our nation. When he ruled, if you are not governed by God, you will be ruled by tyrants, and our fear this time has come. The last statement is filled with piercing knives of truth. Many Christians are in denial. America is being infiltrated and consumed by tyrants appearing as wolves in sheep's clothing. To name a few, the American Civil Liberties Union was responsible for re- removing prayer from schools. People for the American Way have sought to remove discussion of spiritual truths from the public arena. Abortions, yes, these murderers who advocate abortion up to the time of birth, the time of birth, and the last laxity of so called professing, professing Christians. As of June 2020, abortions worldwide were 17,626,404, which comes down to 125,000, 120,000. 25,000 babies murdered, lost a day. The drug cartels who are assisting in the availability of dangerous drugs. In 2020, 92,000 persons died in the United States from drug-involved overdoses, and the violent violence of gangs. And every year, there are nearly 50,000 who die from gun violence, and over half being suicides. We're still reeling from the needless and tragic school shootings in Texas. Every year in the United States, there are 8,000 children who are shot. The rage and the immorality of these shooters,
1: definitely the enemy
0: is after our children and our future. Could other modern day tyrants be creators of sexual exploitation? the movies, the videos, the explicit television programs that are feeding the minds of millions of children and adults. It's transmitting the message that premarital sex, deviancy, divorce, homosexuality, alcoholism, suicide, gender confusion, pornography, and rebellion is now accepted as as part of the American culture. We pray, Father, your divine guidance and direction now as we enter the spirit of truth, the spirit of worship, guide us and direct us and always teach us the pattern of prayer as you taught your early followers to pray together saying, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever, amen. If you're joining us by radio or television this morning, we have a couple of selected verses that deal with the perplexity of the times that we live in and the perilous times. Second Timothy chapter three, verse three, and Luke chapter twenty-one, twenty-five. And if you've not never followed along in Scripture before, I hope that you'll follow along and take time It'll take time to allow you to reach these passages of Scripture that speak to, directly to the times that we are in. Reading first now from Second Timothy chapter three three. If you're at Olivet United Methodist Church this morning, you'll find it in your pew Bible. It's on page two hundred and twelve. Second Timothy. Chapter three, verse three. Inhuman, implacable, slanderers, profugates, brutes, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, inhuman, implacable, slanderers, profitants, brutes, haters of good. Other translations render it perplexity. Then if you turn back with me to Luke chapter twenty-one, Luke chapter twenty one. Verse 25, and you'll find that on page 85 in the New Testament. Page 85 in our pulpit Bibles, referring to the coming of the Son of Man. There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars. And on the earth distress among nations, confused, confused by the roaring of the seas and the waves. May God bless the reading of his word. I asked Robin to share because Mike is hospitalized, and each and every day Mike says, oh, "I'm going to be, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it." And Robin, at short notice last night, um, agreed to share this morning on the scripture. And the only thing that I suggest is that you really uh, read slowly and, and share slowly. And God bless you as you come to share moments with the laity. Good morning,
1: brothers and sisters. As Randy spoke about Luke 21 we are we are definitely living in the end times last thursday some of us were at this conference and every five church and we, with michelle bachman and i will tell you everything going on right now is all is falling into place what next and i'm going to say this you're going to be down the line you may or may not be here but down the line you may, be per- you may be persecuted, and down the line, we may have to be underground because of what's going on. Look at the hatred that's going on in our country. Look at and, and ask yourself, why is this going on? Because we took God out of the schools. In the 1950s and 60s, my mom went to a school in West Virginia, and every morning, they started out with the principal on the intercom praying over those students. The teacher would bring her Bible and read a couple of verses of scripture and pray over the students. Then they do the Pledge of Allegiance, then they get into things. We go into the 70s is when the downfall of things started happening, where people were getting more, were like, my, my body, my choice, my, my way, my life. And then we started slowly but surely. We took God out of the schools. Then we took God out of Public Square. Did you know that in 1998, when I was in high school, I was sent to the principal's office because I was told my cross necklace was offensive. This was Osseo High School, 1998. And what are we doing now? We're bowing down to this. Oh, we don't want to be offended. We don't want to be called racist or bigoted. We don't, want to, we don't want to offend anybody. But you know what? what? Look at our rights. Our rights got stripped away in 2020 because people cowered and bowed down. The next thing that's going to happen is going to probably what's going on in Australia. If anyone knows what's going on in Australia, I will tell you. Right now, Australia is going for another lockdown. Australia right now has camps for people they call purebloods. A pure blood is a non vaccinated folk like me. They have camps and they're rounding people up like me. And anyone they call deem a threat, they're rounding them up. In our country, we have what's they're trying to say what a definition of a terrorist is. And I will tell you yes, I'm a Christian nationalist. Yes, in the eyes of Biden and the eyes of the liberal mob media, yes, I'm a domestic terrorist. I know in scripture you're not supposed to be prideful, but I'm proud of it because I'm not afraid. What are you gonna do with me? You wanna take me out? Fine, have at it. You'll, you'll, you'll be doing me a favor. And I will tell you, when, when is enough enough? When are we gonna start standing up for God-given freedoms? When are we gonna start standing for scripture and start saying enough is enough of this stuff? They're teaching homosexuality is okay to kids starting in kindergarten. They're teaching critical race theory going by because the skin color, you're oppressing me you know what show me in scripture where it says that because in scripture it says there's no skin color there is no african church there's no white church there's no black church it's just one and same with the bible show me where it says in scripture we have a black bible we have a white bible we have a green bible you can't because it's all one and people in the churches need to wake up because the next time you wake up i guarantee it there's going to come a time And it says this in Revelation 13, it says this in Matthew 24, Netanyahu, that there's going to come a time where you're not going to be allowed in the store unless you have a mark in the right hand and forehead. And I will tell you, if things keep going the way they are, people like me may not be allowed in the store because it's going to be just like Nazi Germany. I'm not saying this. To freak you out i'm saying this to prepare you to be ready because the only way that this is going to end is when we the people say enough is enough and it starts in the church thank you
0: amen thank you prophet robin <laughs> amen i fear that many of the things that you shared are, are coming during the day of jesus you know people didn't um, comprehend you know, Jesus' first coming, and I'm, I'm afraid that they're not gonna comprehend the second coming. You know, how people can possibly vote for murderers, baby killers. We're entering a real apocalyptic time. I want you to say with me the word convergence. Convergence, convergence. Do you have an idea what convergence means? Never before in history have we utilized that word convergence. I've been preaching for nearly 50 years, 50 years, and I've been talking about basically this same theme of convergence. And when all these prophetic things are starting to converge, come together, come together, convergence of the so-called signs of the times, ever since someone, I believe, handed me Hal Lindsey's book, The Late, Late Great Planet Earth, and I got excited about prophecy in the late 60s or so. The book got my attention. And I hope that as you study prophets, you'll change your way of thinking. You'll become less culture-driven, culture-driven, because so many Christians are culture-driven. They voted the way their grandparents and their parents voted their, their pessimism and their ideas of what should be, rather than faith-directed in Biblical vision. Since then, I have fascinated myself with how Bible prophecy is being fulfilled now for several decades. The great word of apocalypse, apocalypse, and we've talked about that. We've been scared by it, by Hollywood, very numerous number of movies that talk about the apocalypse, the apocalypse. Many of these events that I'm going to be mentioned for the true Christian that not only talks the talk but walks the walk will be evacuated from this earth. We'll experience a blessed hope in the Nicene Creed, in the Apostles' Creed. We'll be witnesses of that great uppertaker. We, we who are not only talk the talk but walk the walk, we will never see the undertaker. We're, we will see the uppertaker. But in these last few years, things are happening so quickly that observers of the times, we can't keep up with it. We can't keep up with them. It's as though the four horsemen of the apocalypse, and I wish I could go into each one of these horses of death and destruction and pestilence and false unbelief, those who talk the talk but don't walk the walk. Number one and number two, number three, number four, horsemen of the apocalypse but if you can take time to study your bibles because whatever maybe randy Tabor may say or um billy graham billy graham wrote a great book about the apocalypse four horsemen of the apocalypse are now out of the barn they're out of the barn but they can't make their global their global appearance until the church is called home in the rapture so if some of you are still of a a variant aberrant um, behavior and still are talking the talk but not walking the walk. you're stuck in your old line of methodology and, and belief and you're left behind You'll learn from what I am about to say the Bible the B-I-B-L-E is basic instructions before leaving the earth B-I-B-L-E basic instructions before leaving earth that's what the BIBLE stands for, basic instructions before leaving the earth. Many of walk and talk and Christians don't practice what the Bible says. They're going to be kind of like among the scribes and the Pharisees during Jesus' first coming. The Bible is very clear that we will be with Jesus in heaven before these riders of the apocalypse begin their deadly track across planet earth. But here's just a short list. Just a short list I could go on. And one of my um, great Bible teachers who lived to be 101 years old, Pastor Greer, who retired when he was 60 years old in Deer River, Minnesota. And I employed him at my church to teach Bible prophecy. And he went through the entire book of Revelation. During the ten years I was there, he he just got up about the eleventh chapter, and then He was employed by some of my successors studying Bible prophet. Here's a very short list of things I'm noting in this year of 2022, indicating time is is winding down. Believe it or not, we may be the generation. We will be whisked away very soon. We already, and many Christians are in the dark, about the formation of this coming New World Order through the UN and the World Economic Forum. If that is, those are vague terms you need to study, or even fake news is reporting on some of their activities. We're within firing a shot. They, They have gained, they have gained the allegiance of most world leaders, or the Marxist, fascist, communistic plans to enslave the people of the world the globalists believe they have the means to reshape the world where in a few years you may own nothing and you will truly enjoy it they will make you believers if you're doubters now the globalists believe they have the means to reshape the world according to their agenda by the influence they have gained over the global leaders of our day a one world government will be birthed once the church once the church the true church not only the talkers of the talk but the walkers of the walk as we vacate the church the players the players are in the background to step into place now three words in the bible jumped out at me recently I love the King James version because the King James version renders 2 Timothy chapter 3:3 as without natural affection. Can you give me your definition of what without natural affection? I think King James refers to it the closest. The Bible verse that jumps out to me is the 2 Timothy chapter 3:3 3, 3, which reads without natural, without natural affection. That seems to be the final generation. I recently have coordinated every five years reunions in my hometown. This past week I was privileged to do funerals at Camp Ripley and was provided housing there and, and protection as I did a number re- of graveside services and, and worship services at Ripley. And at one of the recent reunions, One of the, I didn't know if it was a gentleman or a, because some graduates, they don't necessarily appear as they were when you graduated. It's not that I think we're losing sight or vision, but people actually do change. One of the individuals who I was requested to play in a group, I used to play guitar for many years until I busted up my fingers in athletic sports and football and couldn't, run them down the, the keyboard and play. But who could have imagined today's society? At one of the reunions, an individual appeared and, and as we were trying to get name tags out and names on people, this person appeared to be somewhat of a man but was dressed as a woman. And Wayne, which is his real name, who played the keyboard when I was playing the, the guitar, A number of years earlier, his wife has passed away and he became transsexual and he was dressing as a a female and he had, like, breast surgery and, you know, I couldn't imagine this affecting me that close in my hometown growing up with Wayne. Who could have imagined today's society celebrating the trans, the trans movement, homosexual marriage, and the slaughtering, yes, the slaughtering of the unborn. And all these operate without natural affection say it with me without natural affection and these issues are the leftists' the leftist obsessions they they love every imaginable aberration those standing for biblical values such as pro-life groups pro-life pro-israel are under literal violent attack folks we're seeing the unbelievable becoming the believable pro-life versus pro-murder. Pro-mur- now that same passage opens, opens talking about perilous times. What would you consider perilous times to be? Sure, we've um, had perilous times since World War I. In my early part of ministry, I did a number of World War I bets, funerals, and I was so honored to share what they believed in and what they stood up for. We've seen that the destruction of World War II It was unthinkable, the things, monstrous things that went on and and what they witnessed. I talked to my father-in-law and those other vets who went through the unspeakable horrors of of viewing the ovens and the ashes and the clothing and the teeth that were removed from, from the gold and the ovens, those horrible camps. And now, now Russia's, Russia's, egomaniac, lunatic leader is is, um, is threatening the world with news. One could be unleashed before the end of this service. Or China and the Cabacle that's going on between the United States now and Taiwan and Red China. One could be unleashed before our service is ended. Can you give me an idea of how many wars are going on, serious conflicts in the world today? Just Share a number. How many number? There are more than forty wars, forty wars, serious conflicts raging in the world right now, displacing. Can you imagine displacing millions and millions of people, often involving circumstances that are indeed perilous? Perilous. And you and I, we think we're going through perilous times. How about all the individuals in these countries, these forty some countries? And let me spend, let me spend just an extra moment on, on economic issues. Inflation and famine all prophesied to occur during Daniel's 70th week. Get your Bibles out and study Daniel's 70th week or the tribulation or the time of Jacob's Jacob's trouble. Are we not seeing the stage being set? Stage setting for that now? And as the food, I mean Ethiopia, Talked with one of Mike's nurses yesterday and came from a foreign country and how it's not even reported in the news anymore, these food shortages. And as the food apocalypse approaches, the poorest of peoples, the poorest of peoples will suffer as they always do. The poorest of all. But it is feared that the pain will rapidly move up the global food chain. And with that comes a surge of political turbulence, humanitarian crises, and and global instability. My own hometown farmers, I spoke to a number of farmers who could not afford fertilizer. Amish, the Amish who study their Bibles, have an idea what's coming. But many hometown farmers add to this that shortage of fertilizer in the world apocalypse is indeed appropriate and and it's not an overused term apocalypse u.s u.s farm farmer sentiment plummeted in may as producers have become anxious about their farms financial health i had a couple of my close friends who were bankers in small little eagle bend 500 and some people bankers who retired because they couldn't handle the stress of turning farm loans down, commit suicide. More than 60%, 6 out of 10 farmers, predict farm input prices to be at least 30% higher than this year compared to 2021. And throw in that mysterious destruction, the destruction of multiple food processing plants in June. I had a list, and I was going to share that list, but the list itself would... Have taken 15 minutes of all the food processing plants that were mysteriously destroyed throughout our land. The, death, the deaths of thousands, thousands of cattle, and they said from excess, excessive heat, or was it foul, foul play? Also in June, also in June, the, the soaring stock market took a nosedive, and the federal chairperson, Jerome Powell. Even fake news is telling us about this. Jerome Powell admitted they are looking at replacing Im- replacing the cash system. Imagine that, replacing the cash system with digital currency. Are you prepared for digital currency? Now, if you're getting a, li- a little anxious about, I just have here a few more minutes of material on our um, beloved... Church will not be meeting immediately following our worship service, so we're granted a few extra minutes. Surely the, the black horse is ready to ride. To be, to be blunt, economic um, economies around the world are on the verge of collapse. Not only Jerome Powell of the United States predicts the movement from replacing cash. Can you imagine replacing cash with digital currency? If you don't believe me now, maybe when it occurs, you'll at least know that it was prophesied of God, Revelation 13. To be blunt, enormous amounts of the world are on the verge of collapse. J.P. Morgan, a familiar name to many of us, J.P. Morgan Chase, the CEO, Jamie Dimion, was, is warning against coming economic hurricane in finances. He, let me quote him, he says, right now it's kind of sunny out, it's kind of sunny out economically, and things are doing OK. Everyone thinks that the Fed everybody thinks that the Fed can handle this. But the hurricane, he says, is out there. It's coming down the road, and it's coming our way. We don't know if it's going to be another superstorm, Sandy or Andrew, but you better brace yourself. When the culture is telling this, do we breathe the culture? more than the biblical view? Well, how can I not reference the, rap- the rapidly moving apostasy among those who only talk to talk but don't walk to walk? The wolves, the wolves among the flock and the doctrine of demons all thriving in many churches today. This sad state of church affairs may be one of the most significant signs of the times out there apostasy, apostasy within the church. In May, we learned that a new study from the Cultural Research Center at Arizona Christian University found that just 70, or 37% of Christian pastors in America have a biblical worldview. That's almost one out of three having a biblical view rather than a worldview. A spiritual awakening is needed not only in the pulpits of our country, just as much as in the pews. Imagine that nearly two-thirds of our pastors, all denominations, don't have a biblical view. They're content with the Reader's Digest and other ideas outside the Bible. As I share with you today, Israel is sounding the war drums. Many of my F-16 fighter friends and pilots, military. Israel is sounding the war drums. That in the face of Iran's continual development of nuclear capabilities, Iran is nearly there. The Israeli, the Israeli Air Force has uh, developed a, a new capability. During the last couple of weeks, we were at an air show, and I talked with a number of pilots Israel developed a new capability to fly its F-35 jets from Israel to Iran without requiring mid-air refueling. Now, this development is a boost to the the IAF capabilities and comes as the Israeli military has upped its preparations for a strike, a strike against Iran's nuclear capabilities. A scenario possibly even yet this summer and this may be the most stunning geo geopolitical development of 2022 even even more grave even more grave than russia's brutal invasion of ukraine and throw in into the mix the collapse of israel's government in june word has it that joe biden Leiden and his administration will do everything they can to prevent the return of Benjamin Netuwatu, one of Israel's finest military generals and leaders. I have provided just a few short bullet points that, that I have kept my eye on here in 2022 that tell me that the king, this king is coming any day. Father, this morning, We could list dozens more of the trend towards the tribulation, the time of Jacob's trouble that the Bible declares and tells us about. And while believers, true believers, can rejoice at our destination, we need to remember that contained in the above-forementioned situations are much suffering and perplexity globally. And human beings cannot solve these problems. That is why the word Perplexity is seen in Luke chapter 21, 25. The King of Kings must return to establish his earthly kingdom on earth and clean up the chaos, the confusion, and consternation brought about by the Antichrist and the Antichrist minions. The stage is being set now. The curtain for the last act could rise any day. Would you pray with me, dear Jesus? I thank you. For your words of truth, help me to believe and accept the Bible and the Holy Spirit, which, which helps us understand. In Jesus' name, Amen. Oh Father, as we turn to our offertory prayer, all signs of a of a very sick culture suggest and appear true in America at this point. We we have gone from a desire to Create godliness to a quest to destroy godliness. Can or will God continue to bless a nation under God that is turning away from God? I believe that God will judge America according to its sin and only the righteous will be able to make it in these last days. We are praying and believing for an outpouring of righteousness upon those who hunger after Jesus. So for yourselves righteousness, Reap in mercy, break up your fellow ground, for it's time to seek the Lord till He comes and reigns righteousness on us. In Jesus' name, Amen. Would you turn to your bulletins, please, as we pray together the offer to prayer? God of love and grace, we bring our offerings this day and ask that they might be dedicated to strengthening your church for the making of disciples for Jesus Christ. Your prophet Isaiah reminds us that offering money or possessions is not enough. Isaiah proclaims to the Israelites that unless their offerings are accompanied by a willingness to learn to do good, to seek justice, to rescue the oppressed, to defend the orphan, to plead for the widow, the offering are futile. Open our ears to hear what pleases you and open our eyes to see the opportunities all around us. We pray in Christ's name, amen. Our offertory hymn as the ushers come forward this morning is How Firm a Foundation, Purple number 529, verses 1 through 3 and 5. Mighty God, we have read the prophets of old and how your power was often made known to them in small gestures or in a still, small voice. We bring our gifts to you this day, confessing that we have often missed or dismissed your miracles in your voice because they did not please us or did not present themselves in dramatic, startling events or grand transformations. Give us eyes that are constantly on the lookout for the small and the subtle ways you make your power and presence known, your love and mercy known to us. In the name of Christ we pray, amen. And Chris, I'm wondering if you can go get a, um, a get well card in the office. Somebody has cleaned all my get well cards out from my pulpit here. So if you could get one, we're going to circulate that. Um, and if you could just wait it few minutes while we um, circulate those cards. Let us close now. Do keep in mind, um, tomorrow evening's get-together, that's at 6.30, if you have any questions on disaffiliation, much information will be given. It might be cooler down in the basement, though, too. If you have to take off right away, would you circulate that, Chris? It's not—it's not that definite. Get well card, but I'll explain that to Mike. And I'll go th- immediately and to visit Mike here shortly. So, if you have any messages for Mike? Do let me know. Any other announcements? The um, gathering is not meeting today. At a little flexibility in Sunday school and worship. Do you have a mic to use? Mike's not working?